Welcome to another edition of Simpleton Review Music and Movie Reviews for The Simple Guy. And I am definitely the most simple guy of all. In fact, I am so simple, I don't even know what simple means. So that's that's all I got for today. I'm Simpleton number one, Nate Wade. And I'm Charlie Gibson, Simpleton number two. I'm Simpleton number three, Lemuel Edwards. And they're all less simple than I am, which means that they're smart. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, let's just get right into the review. This, this episode, this is like the, the, the second take. Um, we won't talk about the first take, but this is the second take of trying to discuss King's Kaleidoscope new-ish album, Zeal. And this was a suggestion by Simpleton Number 2, Mr. Charlie. Charlie, why don't you tell us why you decided uh, to review this album? I chose this album because um, following hard on AWOL Nation, which was the last album we reviewed. Um, this one kind of like flows a little bit that way, but it has a lot of more pop element. So it's very eclectic, a lot of fun. And uh, just, I love this band. So I look forward to doing it. Great. Sounds good. Um, I tried to suggest uh, before that we, that we, uh, that we reviewed a, a different album by. And I, and I was, I was almost there, almost there, almost there. And then, nope, this one trumped it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> to me, yep, it did. Okay, which album are we remembering here that I suggested? The Fiona Apple album. Yes. Album. How can you say in a million years that Fiona Apple is trumped by... Look, King's Kaleidoscope, if you ever watch this, I like your music, don't get me wrong. But you ain't no Fiona Apple. I'm sorry. Just saying. <laughs> so, Charlie, explain yourself. Oh, I, I totally dig Fiona Apple. Don't get me wrong. I am a, I'm totally a fan, but at the same time, it's uh, this is your show. Yes. I figured when it was time to do the music sometime, it would be one that you would choose. Yeah. So I wanted to leave that to be an open open for you. Yeah, but see, now you make it hard for me because, uh, well, you know, the Pearl Jam album came out recently too. So I'm just saying. <laughs> so I still might get a chance. <laughs> so uh, you like my hat, everyone? It's so great. It's like it's like um, the green screen's not working very well, so you can see music and just it's kind of funky. I like it. It's so my head, like... my head. Huh? It's like it's got glitter on it. It's like yeah. totally shining through yeah. with the letters. <laughs> yeah, my headset. Look, I yeah, it doesn't go over my. Ah! Oh, okay, hold on. Ah! I shouldn't do that. <laughs> hey, if I do it down here, then and then, then I can say, Billy Jean's not my love. Okay, that's fine. Let's not do that. If I put it up here, then I can go, putting on the right. Okay, all right, I'm done. All right, I'm all done. right. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> We're here to review King's Kaleidoscope. Okay, well, King's Kaleidoscope, let me just read from my favorite, like I said, Wikipedia page. King's Kaleidoscope is an American alternative. I'm going to read in my DJ voice. Can I do that? King's Kaleidoscope is an American alternative rock band based in Seattle, led by producer-singer-songwriter Chad Gardner. Their music features an eclectic range of electronic, woodwind, string, and brass instruments with the musical style described as indie rock meets hip-hop production with a sprinkle of Disney. It's great until they throw the Disney. So random. Good. Just, I just, what's this sprinkle of Disney thing? Come on, somebody explain that to me. It's got a, it's got a musical kind of background. I mean, and you I can, can tell like it's Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry Charlie. Go ahead. No, it's just kind of got that musical taste to it. You know, where where everything's like sim simplified to a theme. So so once you get into theme music, everybody's going to equate it to either Star Wars or Disney. 
simplified to a theme. Yeah. So when you get themes in, in music mm -hmm. that they repeat throughout an album, mm -hmm. like that's going to be recognized very easily through Disney, yeah, especially see, with like light noises, light and sounds and everything. Okay. But that in, I look, I, I used to call those concept albums, right? A lot of people call those concept albums when you take a theme and all your songs revolve around that. But when you add like, like rock noises with um, symphonic, a lot of people go straight to Disney. I mean, that's what their soundtracks have done for eons, especially when Elton John started doing like the Lion King. It's like everybody recognizes that style. Hmm. So tell me, who was the first rock band to put symphonic elements in their work? Or at least generally recognized? Beatles. Yes, right? The Beatles and Sgt. Pepper's, right? The Sgt. Yep. Pepper's album. And it was so, more like um, brass band like you would see at a pep rally or, yeah, or that's like true. A, a parade or, or like uh, more like um, Salvation Army, like pomp. Yeah, yeah. Some of it. There's some violin, if, you know, depending on like, if you talk about like the song uh, For the Benefit of Mr. Kite, that, that song yeah. right there and that kind of stuff. But okay, I guess you're right. I just, I don't know. It, to me, I, I'm, I don't know if King's Kaleidoscope wrote this or if uh, To the Nail or um, are they on To the Nail now or are they on that new record label now? They're on the new record label now. Okay. Or if their Rain new record Rainbow. label wrote it, I don't know who wrote it. What's that? Rainbow. Well, Rainbow. I, think, I think that uh, um, they're, I mean, even if you listen to all their albums, they do have this dynamic that like I could see people describing as Disney. Disney. I mean, it's very loose. Right. It'd be very loose, but I could see where they get it. All right. Well, I have a hard time describing something like that as Disney because now I, I look. I'm just going to picture um, the Little Mermaid, Ariel coming out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to kiss the Radiohead did that. They even mimicked her sound in one of their albums. <laughs> Does that make Radiohead with a touch of Disney? I hope not, but <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So King's Kaleidoscope, I, I enjoy the album. I mean, it's, it's good. It's, uh, um, there's, uh, as you said, there's some thematic elements The the name of the album really describes what the songs are about. Uh, you know, it, it, it does keep that theme throughout the, the whole album. It also keeps some, uh, some of the sounds pretty consistent through the whole album. My, as I, my favorite song is the first one. It's kind of the intro to the album, I guess, but um, I just like the simplicity of it, and it almost, it, it kind of sounded to me, <clears throat> well, it kind of sounded like Radiohead a little bit uh, yeah. um, in its elements, or, or, or maybe uh, the Purity Ring a little bit, too, in that kind of respect. Uh, just that simplicity in the sounds, I, I, I really like that. I guess that's why I kind of lean towards Radiohead or Bjork or some of these other people that just have simplicity in their sounds, you know what I mean? They don't overload it. And some of the songs I feel like in this album, there was a few that felt overloaded. Like there was too much going on. Um, and Right, where, where they totally overblast a singer with like the horns and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, and maybe that was just part of the mix. Maybe it wasn't really the song's fault more than the mix's fault. I don't know. It, it's a hard, hard decision to decide on that but um I, you know overall it, it's a good album and and if you want to consider it christian music which i i would assume that uh, uh hey that's simpleton number four that just walked across the screen I gotta love that. <laughs> which, hijacking the podcast which cat is that is that your illegal one yeah that's this is the illegal one that's the illegal say cat. hi milo 
Hi, Milo. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, I like it uh, pretty good. Uh, where was I going with that? I totally lost my train of thought thanks to that cat. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's so doofy. Uh, um, Radiohead. Well, no, I, 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 I appreciate the album. And if they, if they consider it a, a Christian album, it most definitely is. It has very spiritual themes to it. Um, they, they definitely – it's not uh, – most of the songs, I would say, are, are – are, if you want to talk about, like, spiritual depth and actually wrestling with issues, I would say they go from middle of the ground deeper. You know, I mean, they're not, most of the songs on this album are not very lighthearted. They're, they're struggling with something. The album is called Zeal, which I'm assuming is what they feel like they want when it comes to their Christian faith. Um, and so I think they're struggling with that, trying to get there uh, throughout the songs. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. So, Lemuel, what was your favorite song on the album? Um, the closest to the favorite that I had, and I always forget the name. I think it was Aimless Night. Would you back up? Um, Speak closer into the microphone or turn your microphone up or something. I can't turn it up. Uh, the one that would be the closest would probably be Aimless Night. Okay. Um, I don't remember why, to be honest. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, I felt like I've had many of those myself. Stuck um, out to me the most. Oh, okay. Great. Sounds good. Mr. Charlie, how about you? What was your favorite song on the album? My favorite song was backwards. I, I really liked the the theme of it was was how uh, um, with the concept album like Zeal, this one's about taking you know wanting to like go gung ho and everything, but everything that you're doing is like taking steps backwards. Right. And so and all the music was done at a weird syncopation where everything was done at a different speed, um, different different uh, rate of rate of motion. Yeah. So so it sounded a little disjointed, but it, like it all came together well. Okay, sounds good. I'm not trying to distract you there, Charlie, with my little dance moves I'm doing. It's just like uh, my headphones are falling off, and so I'm like holding it in place. So it, it reminds me of somebody who's in a studio I look like doing a song. I like, <laughs> we are the world. We are the children. We are the children. We are the, the one to make a better day. Let's so that was an awesome. Because it's a world we can learn. No. We're saving oh, our own lives. Lemuel, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard that song? Oh, no, I have well, no idea. You've got to go check it out. That song came out. It's called <laughs> We Are the World. Um, it's better if you watch the video yeah, versus have, just hearing the song. You have to watch the video. <laughs> so basically, all these famous music stars back in like 1985, I think it was, they got together after the Grammys and they went and recorded this song that was written by, um, it was written by Michael Jackson and like Quincy Jones, I think, somebody like that. And so I mean, it's everybody: Michael Jackson, uh, Lionel Richie, Kenny Rogers, uh, Tina Turner. I mean, anybody who was anybody in 1985 is on this song. Bono. I mean, you name it, they're all there. I think Bob Dylan was even in it. Yeah, Bob Dylan. I mean, what all the of heck? them. I mean, so yeah, you got to go check the video out on YouTube after this is over. All right. So, anyways, that was a song we were singing. It was a cheesy, terrible song, quite honestly. But. <laughs> It was on the. Well, it's a benefit song. It yeah, was it a was a benefit song, song and it raised money for the the drought or whatever it was in uh, Ethiopia. I think wasn't that what they were going for? Wasn't that yeah. like the Live Aid thing that was kind of around that Live Aid time frame? So yeah, yeah. Uh, we're just dating ourselves here, Charlie. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> I haven't been on a good date for a while, so it might as well take me. That's right. That's 
Okay. We well, yeah, I'm gonna go listen to that song now when we're done here. It's it's in my head. Doo, doo. <laughs> <laughs> With apologies to King's Kaleidoscope. <laughs> yeah, heavy apologies. <laughs> All right, so yeah, um uh look, as far as I was concerned, I think the album was okay. Um I, I like the techno background of the album, and I do like the fact that they did uh, fuse different sounds in there. They're, they're heavy on the horns on occasion, so they got kind of a jazz beat to them. And there's at least one song that almost borderlines on grunge. They've got the guitar cranked and the distortion cranked on that guitar. I think it's like the second song or third song on the on the record. So I, I dug it. Um, I, I almost felt like it was a little disjointed. Quite honestly, I know they were following a the theme, but I kind of felt like it was a little disjointed. But it wasn't bad. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and so I'm going to give it my rating right now. How does that sound? Okay. Yeah, that I'm works. Gonna go, I'm going to go for a solid three. Let's see. There we go. Three. Three it is. Three. <laughs> yeah. So three. It's good. It's good. It's not bad. It's good. It's a, it's a good attempt. That sounds terrible. It's a good album. You guys did a good job with the record, okay? That's all I'm trying to say. All right, moving on. Who's next? Let's do Lemuel. Lemuel, Mr. Simpleton 3, what is your review of think, this album? I think I'd put it at a four. Like, I'd listen to it again. I don't mind having it on, like, my main playlist. Uh, you know, the only times I probably wouldn't really want to listen to it is if I was, like, kind of in a lower mood. Um, so. Okay. Okay, okay. Why, because of the deep lyrics or just kind of the melancholy feel of it? Yeah, I don't think I'd want to focus too hard on those lyrics if I was already, like, unhappy with the way things were. What would you rather put on? AWOL uh, Nation? Yeah, AWOL <laughs> Nation. Maybe NF. some SpongeBob or VeggieTales, honestly. <laughs> Not going to lie. Oh, okay. Some Disney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in a terrible mood. Let's listen to NF. No. I, no, I'm sorry. That would be your brother. <laughs> All right. That is my brother. That's Charlie, Lemuel gave it a four. What is your rating? I also give it a four. Um, I think it's a solid album, and I, uh, I'm already a fan, so I'm I'm pretty pretty uh, predisposed. Um, I, I do like their sound, and I and I dig like the way they produce their albums. And this one was like right on par with what they do, and. Uh, um, always going to have a different theme and a different thing going on, but uh, you're, there's always going to be a track that you can get into. And like, for me, I was able to put like five or six on playlists. So it's like, GM. so what would, uh, what would somebody have to do to make you give a five? I would have to be able to play that album, like probably three or four times in a row oh. without, uh, you know, be able to, yeah, yeah, like without having to like skip something or turn it off. Okay, so um, there are songs on this album that you're like, meh. Yeah, yeah. There's always songs on albums that I just kind of like, meh. or or they're time sensitive. Like if if something is is like, if it can be timeless, then I will yeah. definitely give it a five. Yeah. yeah, there are very few albums where I could listen to like the whole way through and then go, is it over? I don't want it to be over. Can we play <laughs> it again? Like I could give you like one example right now in my mind: "Circle Slide" by the Choir. That's I, look, really good. That is like perfection to me, and it gets over. I'm like, it's done already. We've got to start this over again because I mean, there's I don't think there's a bad song on that whole album. So, fair yeah. enough. And seeing that one gets a four to four and a half for me. Yeah, yeah. So, and, okay, like, you have to skip a few yeah, songs. But it, but it's a good like I, like you're saying, it's a good album. It yeah, uh, it's it's fantastic. I, oh, I'm yeah. trying to think of any records right now that uh, that I like just totally groove on, and right at the moment I can't. 
Oh, I, I know one. I can think of one at least. It's another good one. Tears for Fears, Songs for the Big Chair. There you Not go. Not only is it just classic, like it will go down in history as one of the best albums to come out of the decade of the 80s. I mean, it's timeless. It still has that new wave. It still, it still has that new wave sound uh, uh, of the 1980s, but it still, it managed to make uh, the sound timeless. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I mean, you can listen to uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World on the record, on the, on the radio today, and you could say, did that song just come out like a couple of weeks ago? Because it still sounds, it still holds up. 30 some odd years later, it holds up. Anyway, let's get back to King's Kaleidoscope. That afternoon. <laughs> they did that on purpose. I think King's they did that on purpose. Say yes. that 10 times fast. I dare, I, I dare you. <laughs> King's Kaleidoscope, King's Kaleidoscope, King's Kaleidoscope. Okay, you guys are mean. Just say it. All right. <laughs> well, uh, this will do it. Uh, we're finally back. We've skipped a couple of months worth of Simpleton Reviews, but we are back, and we're as terrible as ever, so I, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, <laughs> this is Nate Wade, Simpleton number one. And I'm Charlie Gibson, Simpleton number two. I'm Lemuel Edwards, Simpleton number three. And we're saying have a great month, and we'll talk to you next month. August, baby. Dog days of summer. Uh, yeah. already August. <laughs> what? what the heck? Isn't that scary? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.